So Ben, you and I live in the South and the word bless can mean a lot of different things. Bless your heart, Dan. I'm going to bless them out, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> but uh, today we're going to talk about blessed. Last, uh, recently in church, yeah. you talked about a strategy for uh, for connecting with others who may not be believers yeah. using uh, an acronym. Yeah. Uh, by the uh, by the is an acrostic or acronym? Uh, yesterday we de- <laughs> what did we decide yesterday? Because I actually looked it up and I forgot. I, I can't remember if it's an acrostic or acronym. But let's just for the sake of I think it's just saying no, acrostic. It's, it's an acrostic. It's, it's an, an acrostic. acrostic. Okay. An acronym would be like North American Trade Organization. NATO. Okay. So um, our treaty, North American Treaty, treaty Organization. Yeah, that's NATO. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, have, we, 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 we probably should restart this episode, no, no, no. but we I won't. Love, I we love won't. it when we do this. This is fun. So again, a picture into the side of the complicated <laughs> mind. But, but we, we do. T- you did talk about blessed, and this this is so simple. It's profound and so yeah. profound. It's simple. So talk talk to us about why this is important. Okay, so we we introduced the one life challenge this past Sunday, and the whole okay. I- and one life challenge is is this whole idea that that we're asking you to bless someone who's close to you but far from God. Find one person on a on a weekly basis. Find someone to bless, and this idea blesses this um, uh, acrostic that that stands for ways in which we can bless. And I think it's really important, Dan, that we remember that. It, it, let's just be honest. We, I talked about this on Sunday. Sharing our faith is one of the weakest things that is not not just in this church, but I think in and by and large the most the North American church. Mm-hmm. And so, um, most Christians today, the average Christian. Uh, I think only 2% of Christians share their faith on a, on a regular basis. And so when you think about that, it, it is a, man, we've got, how do we get better at this? And I think the problem is most people want to jump from, there's a stranger over there to, let me tell you why Jesus died on the cross for your sins. And we don't know how to go from, it's it's like we 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 rev our engines and, and that feels very uncomfortable and really clunky. And so... The bless strategy is really one of the most, It's first of all, it's biblical, but second of all, it's really, it's a process and it really meets people where they're at. And I think that's, I love that about it because I think the last thing we want people to do is number one, feel guilty and shame. Like, well, you need to be sharing your faith. Well, well okay, how do I do that? What's what, what's the way to do that? And so this is the, an easy, easy way, no matter where you're at. I, I know there's some people, there's that 2% of the people that they are the rock star evangelist. They they can't meet a stranger. Every time they talk to someone, every single day they're saying, I shared someone to share with someone about Jesus. And that's that's beautiful. That's wonderful. But that's not the far majority of, of Christians. And so um, blessing, the, the whole idea of bless is simple because I think we got to go back to the word of God and re- remember that when when God called Abraham out of um, Ur, he, he told him, he made a promise, says, I'm going to bless all nations through you. And the whole idea is that whether it was Abraham or whether it was Israel uh, and even Jesus asking his disciples, like he wants us to be a people of blessing. He wants us to be a people that say, I just care about loving people. And as I love people, what should that should lead to is a conversation on why I love people and why I'm caring for people. And it should lead to the declaration of of Jesus and who he is and why he's changed our own lives. And so that is I think this is a very simple strategy to help people take that next step in their faith journey on sharing their faith, but above all, you know, even even if you're saying, man, it might take you two years before you share your faith with someone. That that could that that may happen, 
but it's going to take you from one step to the next. And so this is actually, you start with one and you just keep moving down the line until someone says, I don't want any more, or I'm out of this relationship, or I don't want your God or whatever. But it's a, it's one of these, anyone can do this. Mm -hmm. I don't care how long you've been a Christian. I don't care what your age is. I don't care what your work environment is. I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom or someone who goes to work and is around people all day long. Like, like everyone can do this. And that's what I love about the blessed strategy. And in many ways, this is about being salt and light in the world, oh, too. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it, it opens up people's hearts and minds to the right thing. Yeah. I, I think many times we as Christians, we, we live in this dichotomous mindset. I'm either going to I'm either going to uh share Jesus with people, tell people about Jesus or I'm going to show my faith. You know, it's kind of like this lifestyle evangelism. Mm -hmm. And you need both. I'm not it's not an either or, it's a both and. And and so people that just are like, "No, you just got to share Jesus and go up to strangers and tell them." I mean, yeah, you can do that, but it, you need to sh you need to sh shine the light of Christ through your life, but the sometimes people just shine the light and never say anything. And so what I love about the BLESS strategy is it incorporates both of those and it really helps people take that next step to say, okay, I've done this. What do I do? You do next. And in, in this in this relationship um, that I have with non-believers. All right. Well, let's go through the letters then. Okay. B-L-E-S-S. -S. We'll start with the letter B. Yeah. So the first letter is B, which is begin with prayer. And so, man, this is, this is so simple because... All of us can pray, mm -hmm. and and Dan, we just held this, had this uh, churchwide survey, and and uh, we asked the question, "What keeps you from sharing your faith?" And one of the top three answers that people gave was, "I don't know many unbelievers. I'm not around non-believers." It was one of the it was the most popular answers, and and you think about that, and you're like, "Man, that that's true for my life. I have to really go out of my way to have a relationship with someone who doesn't know Jesus." And what happens is. Um, you know, statistics will tell you that within three years, most people that convert to Christianity, if they're an adult and they convert to Christianity, within three years have lost all non-believing friends. Mm. They've incorporated into church life, to mm -hmm. body life, and that's a wonderful thing. But what what one of the negatives to that is they they stop interacting with people who don't know Jesus, and mm -hmm. so um, <clears throat> that that's a challenge for people who have been saved long, for most of their life or in most of their adult life. A lot of times they're looking around saying. I'm aware of non-believers, but I don't know, I don't have any non-believers in my life. And so the first thing that what we've got to do is we've got to pray. Maybe the first step is God give me give me someone that I can that I can bless. Mm -hmm. I don't have one name that I can bless, but I'm going to pr begin praying. God help me to help me to build a relationship with my neighbor. Help me to find out the names of my neighbors. Or or God, I don't even know where to turn, but you've got to put someone in my life that I can be a blessing to. And so I think that's it's it's Really simple. I think one of the other things that we can see is why do we begin with prayer? Because Jesus began with prayer. Mm. One of the things that you see in Luke 6, which I love, is before Jesus ever made decisions, he always prayed. He always, you know, Luke 6, he goes on the mountaintop and prays all night with, for, with you know, spends time with his heavenly father. And he comes down and uh, he chooses the 12 disciples. Like before he connects to people, he's like, all right, God, you know, Father, help me to know what to do. And so I, that's the same same thing, and and I think what we got to remember is we pray first because prayer prayer changes people, and I can't tell you how many stories I have heard, how many stories I've experienced when people have been hardened, people you know they're brick walls spiritually, so to speak, and you pray and you pray and you pray. I, I, the, one of the books I'm reading right now, the the guy who 
developed this, he shared the story of how there was a guy who uh, his he his both he and this other guy's sons were on the same cross country team at their high school, and this guy was the you know super successful, didn't really care about church, care about the, he had said one thing about God and church and said that you know religion is for the weak minded. But after two and a half years of praying for this guy, one day after one of the cross country meets, he said, hey, uh, can you and I have coffee? There's some things I need to talk to you about. And just shared the story of how God started softening his heart. And over a course of months, he ended up accepting Christ. But it's like, it took two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And I think that that we got to remember that when God lays someone on your heart, you got to pray for him. And so it's, it's praying for someone, but it's also praying with someone. You know, there's a lot of times when, Someone comes to you and says, "Man, I'm this is what I'm going through," and you'd be surprised at how much just in that moment when someone shares with you something vulnerable or some a challenge or something painful they're going through to just, just simply say, "Hey, I'm a person of faith. Do you mind if I just stop and pray for you right now?" And you don't have to say these or those in less than sixty seconds. You can say, "God, you know Joe's heart. He's really hurting right now. He needs your wisdom. He needs your touch." And I just pray that you be real to him in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. That was 15 seconds. And in 15 seconds, you I'm telling you, I've heard so many stories, and, and I've experienced this myself, that you pray for someone. And I did this with one of the guys I was sharing my faith with last year. And uh, it, this relationship I had with him, it ended up not working out. I mean, he ended up moving away. But uh, when I say not working out, he, he did not accept Christ. But he was very vulnerable. And we had these moments, and he was sharing it with me as his life story. And there was this moment I said, hey, can I just stop and pray for you right now? And I just prayed a quick prayer. And I look up, and he is, tears are running down his face. I've never had anyone tell me in, in when we're having a dialogue, if I can pray for them, that they are like, no, I don't want you to do that. And so praying with someone and praying for someone is one of the most important things you can do. And, and you might be saying, well, what do I pray for? I pray three common things for people who are non-believers from the Word of God. I pray that God would unveil their minds, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, because it says the God of this age has blinded the minds of, of unbelievers. I pray for God to soften their hearts because it says in uh, Ephesians chapter 4 that the that the Gentiles or the unbelievers, they've hardened their hearts towards the things of God. And then I pray for good soil, the parable of the of the seeds in the soil, and that that their heart would become good soil so that when the gospel is proclaimed to them, the seed of the gospel will take root inside of their heart. And so I pray those three things every day for my, the people who are on my list. God, un, uh, you know, unveil their minds uh, that they would be able to see and understand the gospel, soften their hearts that they would understand their need for a Savior, and make their heart good soil so that when the gospel comes to it, it's able to take root. And when you—that's just praying the simple things that God has told us to pray for. So, so if you're saying, begin with prayer— who do I pray for? What do I pray for? That's that's a that's a summary of of beginning with prayer. All right. So that's the letter B. We begin with prayer. The letter L is listen. Man, Dan, we are bad listeners, aren't we? Yes, we are. I mean, it's this is this is really important for us to as as Christians um not to get to the okay, how do I get to the to the sharing the, my faith? And I know sometimes we can get really impatient with that and you just if God opens up a door, amen. Take take the open door. But many times you got to begin with listening. Listen to people's stories. Listen to their to their life. Ask questions. Get to know them, because what you're showing them is that you care. And and I think that um, 
one of the things that uh, we've got to do is let people know that they care. And, and this is the one thing I would say, I know people are hearing this, you know, one life challenge. How do we keep people from feeling like they're a project, right? Hmm. Well, you do that by genuinely caring for them. And when you genuinely care for another human being, you listen to them. And, and so when, when you listen to them, it's a true test of whether or not someone is a project or a friend. And if someone's a friend, it, you listen to them and you're, you're able to receive their story and to just walk with them through life. And so, um, you know, the, and you're saying, okay, so what do I do? And what are the questions I ask? And, and uh, again, the guy, Dave Ferguson, who came up with the blessed strategy, he, he says, there's four H's to remember for listening. And the four H's are this, uh, history, tell me your story. People, everyone has a story. Everyone has something that they're going through. Uh, and it might be a short story. It might be a story of this is what my marriage is like, or this is what, but they might share your, their whole story. Um, but but ask them their life story. The second H is heart. Get to know people. What's your favorite sports team? What's your favorite show? Um, you know, that that kind of uh, just the, the favorite thing. What do you love to do? You know those kinds of things. So what's what's the heart? Uh, what, what are you? Th- that those are kinds of things that we need to learn from people. And then the the third H is habits. What do you like to do with your time? What are the things you're into? What are the things you spend your time doing? What are the and and so finding out the things that they enjoy. You might find that you have a common interest, right? There's something that you enjoy both enjoy doing together, and uh, you know, it's, it's, those are the kinds of things that open up doors for conversation and, and relationship and getting to know one another. Uh, and then the fourth H is hurts. Um, invariably when people open up, you know, our next door neighbor, uh, it was amazing. Liz one day was just talking to them and, and, and they're not believers. And they opened up to my wife about just, just painful. There's this moment is in their family, what they're going through. And, Man, right there, what that op- what that opened up in that moment is now for my wife. Every single time she sees her, is like, "How is this going? Hmm. How is this going?" And it's building this 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 relationship of trust. It's building this this sense of of community that, hey, you really care about me, and we haven't even gotten to Jesus yet. But I promise you this: our neighbors know we care about them. And that's that is really important. This listen, this listen strategy, this component of the bless strategy, is important because if you just say, "I've got a presentation that I want you to hear," mm-hmm. then you in, in short changes, then people will feel like a project. Yeah. One of the things that that Dave Ferguson said that and I absolutely love this. He said, um, "When someone feels unheard and they're unknown, they feel unloved. Mm-hmm. But when someone feels heard," And when they feel known, they feel loved. And he shared the story of this missionary group that went into uh, India. And um, this mission group went went up there. And, you know, you've been to India. Mm-hmm. Poverty everywhere. everywhere. And so they went to this poor village with tens of thousands of dollars. And they said, you know, we're here to build you a school. We're here, here to build you a, a hospital. We're here to build you a church. We're, you know, tell us, tell us what you want us to build. We've got the people, the equipment, the money, the, the medicine. Like, t- just tell us what you need. And you know what their response was? They said, "Really, the number one thing we need is a zip code." A zip code. A zip code. And they're like, 
why do you need a zip code? They said, if we don't have a zip code, we don't exist to our country. Hmm. And we can't get, we can't get, we, we can't be recognized for anything. And so for, for this village, for this community, what they really wanted was a zip code. And so all these missionaries with all this money and all these plans and all these strategies that like, we're here to help you and we're here to give you these, these great things. The, the thing they wanted more than anything was a zip code. They spent two years working through the bureaucracy of India. And you know what that's oh, like. Two years of working with the, with, with the government to give them a zip code. And after that, it was like, <clears throat> after they got a zip code, everything else started beginning to, to flourish. Right. But they knew, see, they knew exactly what they needed. And if you think that you know what this person across you know the table from you needs, you're not listening. You know you don't. Part of the part of the great thing about listening is you look for the open door to inject the opportunity for the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, like because uh, one of the previous episodes when Britt and I were talking, we talked about those four existential questions. Well, if you're not listening, you might try to be like the most important thing is you need to understand is where you're going to go when you're going to die, and they're not thinking about eternal things at all. They're thinking maybe they're wrestling with morality questions right now. Mm. And 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 if you don't if you're not listening, if you're not asking questions, you have no idea the questions they are asking themselves. And so um the the, the listening component is is super important when, when it comes to sharing our faith. All right. Letter E. A letter E. I'm not going to get through all of these, so we'll just we'll stop after we'll, E. We'll stop after E. This is this is my favorite, Dan. It's eat. Well, I I can Agree with that. It's eat or exercise. <laughs> no, 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 no. We were fine with eat. <laughs> Hard stop. <laughs> um, and, and really, exercise comes. Some people just love to go on walks. You invite invite your neighbor for a walk, and they, they would love to do that, or, or working out, or whatever. I've, there's a guy in our church. I'll probably share the story. I probably I'm recording this before Vision Sunday. I'll probably share the story uh, this upcoming Sunday. But um, what there's a guy in our church that goes to the gym, and he has his water bottle. And on his water bottle, he has two stickers. He has his favorite football team and the, a cross. And when people walk by him and they, you know, talk like, "Hey, I like your, I like your water bottle. I like your sticker and your water bottle." He's like, "Which one? The cross or the the team?" And it opens up a conversation. But there's a lot of opportunities he's had it working out with guys. Um, but but eating is so important. We see Jesus do this all the time. One of the major ways he built relational capital with non-believers and really people who are the farthest from God, tax collectors, sinners, was he ate with them. He ate with Matthew. He, you know, once Matthew decided to follow him, they had a party in Matthew's house. Zacchaeus is another example. Um, Jesus, Jesus did this so often. His reputation was one of a drunkard and a glutton. Okay, now I promise you that Jesus wasn't getting drunk and he wasn't glutton, but the pro- there's no way that you can attack someone with that kind of accusation if they are not someone who's always going to parties and eating with people. Mm-hmm. Jesus knew that when you sit across the table with someone, you're doing two, two things. Number one, you're telling someone, you and I are equals. You, you and I can share a table. And that was really big, probably more important in the Middle Eastern culture than in our Western culture. But, but there was a sense of, of people didn't eat with people from a lower class or from a different social strata. And so eating with people was a symbol that you and I share a bond together. Um, but even in our own culture, it's important. It's important for a couple of reasons. Because, Dan, over one meal, over one meal, here's what I would say. It, let's just put this to the test. If you share a, another meal with one other family or couple or person 
after a Sunday morning service. All right. Let's just say you, you find a, a couple after the service and you and you eat, you know, spend an hour over a meal with them. You will you will get to know them more in one hour over a meal than you will a year full of Sundays talking to them in the lobby. Yeah. That's what meals do. Meals deepen relationships faster than than anything. And so if you want to get to know people, if you want to deepen your relationships, eat with them. Invite them out to lunch. Do do you know, uh you know, it doesn't have to be elaborate. You know, I've heard people saying, "Hey, every Friday night we're having a bowl of chili and I'm inviting a different neighbor." It, and it's just it doesn't it, who's going to say no to chili? Everyone loves chili, you know? Mm-hmm. But the whole idea is it doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be simple, but opening up your home or even say, well, I don't feel like inviting others from my home. Well, go, go, go say, go somewhere. Yeah. You know, go to Chili's, go to, (laughs) make chili or go to Chili's. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) But, but eating is, is a strategy that you're thinking it doesn't feel spiritual, but it can be one of the most spiritual things that anyone can do. What what someone, uh, a great Christian thinker said, if every, if every Christian family on the planet invited someone in their homes uh, once a month to share a meal, you know, a non-believer, he said, the world would be revolutionized. And and I think it's true. If we, op- if we open up our homes once a month to someone who doesn't know Jesus, the world would be revolutionized with the love of God. And theoretically, you could do all three, even though you should be doing them separately. When you sit down to have a meal, you say, would you mind if, if I ask the Lord's blessing on what yeah, we're about to eat? Absolutely. And then you say, is there anything I can pray for you yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and then while you're sitting and talking, you can be listening. Yeah, it's yes, yeah. absolutely. And then you're you, eating has or exercising has provided yeah. the excuse yeah. for that. So yeah. it's great. So we've gotten through blah, and when we come back, we're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, uh, Ben, for sharing uh, this amazing strategy, and uh, we're gonna talk about it more in our next episode of Life Talks. But even now, why don't you begin thinking about who is it that God has placed in your life that is close to you but far from Him? With whom you could be a ble- uh, to whom you could be a blessing, and uh, and begin this strategy right now. Don't wait. Don't delay. And uh, ask the Lord to point that person out to you even today. As always, thanks again for listening to Life Talks. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well. So leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit LifeCharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.